Okay. So let's start from a little back. We ended off with last week. The whole story with for this. Start from the beginning of the Gemara. The knowledge from the base. About uh, halfway down, with the Gemara starts. Someone who's never seen the Simchas by Shreva never saw a Simcha Shlema. It's a complete Simcha. Obviously, you may have seen some level of Simcha, but first in Mishnah, you say Simcha Shlema. That was Lashon I saw. So, never saw a complete Simcha in its full glory. Someone never saw Yushalayim in its glory. Never saw a beautiful city in his life. Yushalayim is the, the epitome of a beautiful city. It's interesting, I was, was wondering what the Gemara is referring to in terms of the beauty. Because right? the Gemara, by, by the Beis Hamidrash, talks about the physical beauty. I would assume it means the physical beauty of Yerushalayim as well. I don't know much, I mean, we don't know much about like the physical beauty of Yerushalayim. There was, the streets weren't paved with gold. The, right? So what was so physically beautiful at Yerushalayim? It's interesting, today Yerushalayim you see with the lights and the ambiance and like the walls, like a certain like beauty. It's called the Golden City. Like, like, I just wonder like, what what the was referring to in in the beauty of Yerushalayim. What do we know about the beauty? Yeah, so I, I mean, Nechmad is is a language of say more of it. I, In my own written, Nechman is more like a cute, if that's a proper translation along those lines. Nechman is like, like a, either, like a, maybe it's talking more to the emotion, maybe. It's just saying that, that would be, it's not so much physical per se. The overwhelming, right, yeah, very possible. Yeah. At the Teferis is the glory. Right? I don't know if glory means right because the next language is Mafur. Mafur is like the splendor, which may be somewhat of a different language, more physical. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good point because again, I just I just I'm not familiar with anything particular Yerushalayim that's known about the physical beauty of Yerushalayim. Mishlarabi Samidish Bavinyan Alirabini Mafur Mirelam Mahi. Somewhere says which. What's it referring to particularly? Rashi says, "Isn't Rabbanyan?" Which bin is referring to particularly? And the Gemara says the particular reference that that statement had was referring to binyan hurdis. I'm Rabbi Vitaim Rav Chista Zebinyan hurdis. That's where it refers to. It means it doesn't mean that the other binyanim Shlaima's binyan and the original binyan that was made before hurdis upgraded it. Which the Chamiyah that doesn't mean that was necessarily was didn't have a beauty to it. But this le- level of Binyan before Mi'aylam, that's referring particularly to Binyan Hurdis. Bimai Banye, how was it built and what was it done to, what was unique about it? It's Amar Rabba, Avne Shisha. Avne Shisha, which Rashi says is some sort of blue, sorry, green, a green marble. Umirma, which is a white marble. Ikadami Avne Shisha, Kuchlo Umirma, white, blue, and green marble. So when in a row and outer row, which actually says really was done for the sake 
As we said, the words the Cedar, in order to cobble the sit, to cobble to hold the plaster properly, which sounds like it wasn't done for aesthetics per se. It was done for the, really for the sake of strength. So the rows when there was like rope protruding and then a row which was recessed. The word says, several the Mishnah Badava he thought to cover it with gold, to cover it over this this these rows of bricks with gold. Leave it. Looks beautiful now because it appears like the waves of the sea, the colors of the green, the blue, the white, and it goes in and out. It gives that certain connotation of the waves of the sea. Okay, so that's the beauty of the bidding of Hordis. Tanya, seemingly unrelated, but just related to the idea of something which was extraordinary and different and unique. Someone never saw the Dayus Luftun, which Rashi says really means a double of rows of princes. Right? Daya is two, Paolo is of Sarim, like Hush of a people, and Satan is Lashon of like these rows, these benches, which we'll refer to in a moment, that was this double row. The Rabbi Chvedishal Yisrael never saw the full glory of the of Klal Yisrael. Amru, it was this great palace that had a row inside of a row. And it held double those who left Mitzrayim, which is 1.2 million people that were fit in these rows. There was 80, 71 seats of gold. Corresponding to the seven of the Sanhedrin. Each one was no less than 21,000 so only a huge weight in gold. Each one of these chairs. It had this wooden platform in the middle. And he had a handkerchief in his hands. Obviously his voice did not carry over 1.2 billion people, no loudspeakers, and no way to carry his voice that the whole crowd, Halav Mina Sudha he reached up and lifted up the handkerchief. Halam Ainim Amin, everyone responded Amin. Now this is Tamish a very important halachic point, and this is a shadow of how far this goes. But we mentioned this the other day that when someone doesn't actually hear the chazan but knows what he's responding to, allows one to respond to the chazan, whether it's Amin, Heshmi Rabbah. Anything, even Kedusha. I mean, the Chazan sounds like they, they couldn't hear anything really from the Chazan, and they had no idea what he was saying. They know he was saying something, and it sounds like whenever it was time to respond, he was lift lift up the Sudder and, and respond that way. Shiloh actually does a go so far. For example, if someone if you hear a bracha, let's say over the telephone, right, but live, right, live. If it was recorded for sure, everyone, everyone agrees you don't say amen to that. If it's live. Bracha on telephone was a child. You say amen to that bracha. Now there's two levels. You definitely, according to most Pesukim, cannot be yetsu with that, which is a child about havdala. Let's say, Rishon and Shuv and others. So let's say someone needs havdala. Can you listen to havdala over the telephone? Most Pesukim hold you cannot. It's a 
Pashas, you can add Shlom Zalman Zatzal, who has an extensive safer on Humaurish on electricity, says emphatically that you cannot, and he says, someone who doesn't understand why not, there's no understanding how electricity works. And the basic concept is that when I say something and it's digitally or electronically then played back, Shlomo Zalman says it's not the voice. I'm not hearing the voice. What? It's not. It's not. Right. Just, it's just, it says, it says, if someone understands electricity, they just... Exactly. And, right. So whether it's a phone, whether it's uh, so zoom a, a, a microphone... Well, it gets, I mean, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more, right, digital is even far less so. It's actually a replication. I don't know what they, they digitally reproduce it, but it's, it's a reproduction. Uh-huh. Right, so Shlomo Zalman says anyone understands electricity understands you're not hearing the voice. You're hearing something, uh, uh, something else. He says, Amen is the person saying a bracha. You do not hear someone saying a bracha. You heard a, a machine that produced something which sounds like a bracha, sounds like the person's voice, and sounds like an imitation of everything he did, but... It's exactly that, it's an imitation. If you got a monkey to, or, or a parakeet right, to repeat over a bracha that you heard, obviously you cannot respond to Amin to that. I, it's just repeating back what, yeah, exactly. It wasn't a person, it was a parakeet. So, oh, oh, so that's, okay, very good. Uh, so, okay. no, so, 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 Pasha to be Yetzah, you cannot. Shaila's, how about responding Amin? Like the Rav's uh, thing after her. Very good, ah, very good, exactly, very good, very good. So, there, so let's go, there's two steps. For sure, if I tell you, you should have a wonderful day, you can tell me into that. It's not a, it's not a formal, it's not a formal con- context of a bracha. And whether it's on the phone, whether it's live, there's no, no formality in terms of the context of the bracha. You definitely can say I'm into that. Same thing you're saying, like, like, as I mentioned on Friday, on, uh, by the Sharon Shabbos, that on Friday, I give my, my children who aren't home, I give them a bracha over the phone, and... No question, they can tell me to that. It's not a, not a real, it's not a brach in the context of a baruch Hashem, which has, it's very fascinating. Baruch Hashem has very, very specific rules of when, where, and how you spend I mean, when you say, I mean, all those, all those don't apply to a non-bracha. That means a bracha, which is not a bracha, baruch Hashem, which has the classic halachas of bracha. There's no, there's no rules of I mean to that, because it's not a bracha, which required to say, I mean, or even is in the context of I mean, of regular bracha. So, because you were to say, I mean, too late, to an actual bracha, Right. It's a problem. Correct. Say, but I mean, not, not to this. It's not a brach at all. Right. It's not a problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's fa- in other words, because it's there's a structure to brachas and amin. Or amin of brachas. There's no structure to, you want to respond amin to someone who tells you you should have a wonderful day. So amin to that. There's no, there's no formal structure to that. You said it too late. You didn't say it at all. You didn't say it at all. Right? It's, it's almost like there's no structure to it. Which, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating point. So are you kind of like belittling the power of the amin? Not really, because I mean, really, just is Kamelachlemon. You're saying that Kosh Baruch who is a Melech who's trustworthy to bring about and has the Kayach and the ability to bring about that bracha. So it's not belittling it, and it's not using it improperly because it doesn't have the formal structure of, of a use at all. It's not really what it is. It's very fascinating. So everyone agrees you can say Amen to that type of bracha. You give a bracha to your kids on the phone, you can say Amen to that. Question if you say Baruch HaTashim, when you hear that actually alive, say Amen. So someone say from this Gemara, same thing. What's the difference if it's Arzan Yishom which is going to be someone's, you know, I don't know how far he is, right? he's, he's far enough, he definitely can't hear the person, and all he knows is that time to say Amin. I do it on the phone, I'm doing the same thing. Time to say Amin, right? 
you didn't hear the bracha, but you see from this Gemara, you don't, you don't have to hear the bracha. You just have to know it's appropriate to respond. So, uh, there are a lot of places where you could say amen to that. You say amen to that. You say amen to the bracha. Again, not on a recording. If you see a wedding video where someone says a bracha, you definitely do not respond amen to that. If you see a recording of, of a bracha, definitely, it's definitely not amen. But alive, it may feel... So that's the question how far you take this Gemara. Do I take it only when someone's in the context of being there, physically present, and then he responds amen? Or is even beyond that, even just knowing a bracha is being said, even if you're 3,000 miles away and you know the bracha is being said, no different. Yeah, that for sure. That for sure. Everyone, that, that's Mamash Kamara. Right? But question if it's going for. No, I mean, truth is, they probably did, because you, I mean, you could follow just an order, right? You know when they started. But it, but it doesn't seem like you need that. If you know the response, right? The response to be said. Seems like that's fine, even though they probably didn't. They, they knew. I'm saying someone's following along. If not, how'd you know what to respond? The or Amin or so. Microphones is the same as a telephone, which you definitely cannot be yotz to someone with that. Right, but you could say right. right. So that's yeah, but that that's for, that's for sure better because they, you're you know that's, that's by Mamash like Alexandria. You're there. You're physically present. So you're just amplifying the sound because that's a, right. No difference if no difference if you hang up a sign. Or on this on the billboard or that or what they call that uh, Zoomatron, they say, say Amen. Right, that's that's mamish. They'll be same thing. It's no difference how it's done, but that's going to be based on this Gemara. That's okay. Is, is it any different with the, uh, the hearing aid? Where no. Because it, the hearing aid itself is not amplifying the sound; it's it's recreating. It's recreating it. So. But at the same time, if the hearing aid can hear it, then technically the person. So, Whatever correct. So, so if a person can't hear it all without the hearing, which is unusual, because usually if you're hearing aid, you're not deaf. It just it needs amplification. So, actually, the the best thing would be someone's hearing aid to actually take it out and try to just stand very close and listen that way. That's that's for sure. That's the best thing to do. Remember, like he was, we discussed that with him, talking about taking his hearing aid, and but uh, for older person, this is very relevant. It's certainly lachatchila. It doesn't work for everyone. Some people that actually, they, even if it's standing close, it won't be loud enough for them. Okay, but they could hear something. Maybe I'm just not making it out clearly. So amplifies those kids the best they can do. They're 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 an earnest. Like, like the old, before hearing aids, the earbuds, right? Of course, that would be okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right, 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 for sure. Right. Okay, so this is a fascinating sugya, just relevant to this. Has many many ramifications vis all these questions. And how far we take it, etc. Okay. Someone asked, "How can you say amen if you don't know what you're saying is true?" Well, so the, the pashas they didn't know. They didn't know. How could they? I mean, if you can't hear, you follow along. You know, they they start chazar shots now. Okay, bracha number one, bracha number two, bracha number three, bracha number four. It's the pashas. Right. That, is, didn't you give an example the other day of somebody walks into shul? and everybody's yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. Joined. So you he's... That's true. That's true. Right. You're right. You're right. In that, in that case, he doesn't know the exact... You know, what, what do you think? I mean, too. But, right, exactly. No, no, right. Exactly. But you can but assume it's a bracha, which is the bracha that you're saying, I mean, too. I hear. It's a little more of a stretch when, when you don't even know what's being said. And... But what Lamaya says, if you say it everyone else, everyone's saying the saying I mean, you're sort of being slapped along with them. That's a good point. Okay, let's just finish off this story. Everyone's found Amivalayu Yeshua Muravan. They didn't sit all mixed up. 
Elazavim from Aspen, the goldsmiths by themselves. Ksafim from Aspen, the silversmiths by themselves. Nefachim from Aspen, the blacksmiths by themselves. Tarstim from Aspen, and the the um, the couple uh, workers, I should say, right, the reformers, right, coppersmiths. Thank you. Uh, better word. Ugarim from Aspen, the weavers by themselves. Now it seems like the reason why they were by themselves is based on the next words in the Gemara. When he, when he only came in there and wanted to be able to figure out who to get a job with, he said, okay, I, I probably could see myself as a person who can do gold, silver, whatever he may see. And he went to that group. And he was able to get a panasa for himself and his family. It sounds like that's why they did it for us. So everyone could really, and it was almost like a very, very respectable way of making a job fair. Where everyone was able to go and find their proper parnassar in a way which is very respectable and I have to go, oh, where's the goldsmith? I have to get sent, sent around until you find the guy, this guy does it. Sounds like it, which is... I, I was wondering if that's part of the glory of, of, of Alexandria, that they not just imagine 1.2 billion people figuring out how to set themselves up, every person sitting in the right section, right? and the Simasha is quite complicated, 90,000 people figuring out you know, which section you belong in, which section you're in. Here it sounds like that, I mean, maybe they had ushers, I'm not sure how they did it, but it certainly sounds like there was a emphasis, a great emphasis made, and it certainly would be make, take a great effort to make sure that everyone can sit in their own in their own uh, section. And maybe that's part of the um, part of the glory of these people. The what? Right. Right. Right here. Interesting. Interesting point. Interesting point. Could be there was being done for that purpose of, you know, you're a higher class, you're a lower class. That's matokena. If I care, they're doing it. Mamish has chesed. So now matokena. Could be. Okay, this is a new Gemara now. I'm perfect timing. About uh, 15, 12 lines from the bottom. Amr Abayavakula Katlina Alzanja Mukhtan. All of them were killed by Alzanjar. Simply the gear says Mukhtan, which is Alzanjar the Great. Shiloh is, timing wise, does this fit in? Alzanjar the Great, there's a big tumble about this. So I'm saying there's two Alexander Muktans, two Alexander, but another Muk- he classically refers to Alexander the Great. That's what it refers to. My timer, why were they deserving a partner? That means they all got killed. This is. 1.2 million people and probably their families as well. My time in Anshuar, they deserve it in this punishment. Should the other act because they violated the following pasuk. You should not go back to that way, which is referring to Mitzrayim. Unfortunately, they went and they returned to Mitzrayim, which was a violation of this pasuk of living in Mitzrayim. Not, not a place where Kashbaruch wanted us to be returning to. Visiting, you can visit, but to be actually living there. Was, that was not correct. It's fascinating. The Chayv Misa for that. And they were wiped out. The whole community was wiped out. It's like it's scary to think about that. They wiped out the community as a result of a violation of a lav of, of this pasuk. It sounds not just a lav. It sounds they didn't belong there, and they weren't supposed to be there, and therefore they deserve it of being wiped out. It's fascinating. Right. It looks like, you know, we're being so from, we've created such a tremendous community in the face of... And this Pasuk, right. Yeah, it's a good point. Hashem also, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Yeah. 
so what happened? Now it's a little more about the background of that story. Kiyasu, when Asu he came, it's a friend Alexander, Kiyasu when he came, Ashkechinu David Karabasifra. He found they were reading this following Pasuk. Yisa Hashem Elecha Goy Mirachik. Hashem will put upon you, place upon you, a Goy, a nation from far away. So Amar, he said, Michti, who Gavish, referring to himself, this man, Boy Lemesi Svinta Basar Yema. I was traveling here, and I was traveling in a boat that should have taken 10 days to get from where he was coming from, and I should have said, say where, to Alexander, to Egypt. Dalia Zika, wind came and picked it, picked it up. And it, and it came in five days, which he had And he says, that seems to be a good sign that I'm, I'm the guy the Pastor is talking about. Because look at, look at the tremendous yacht that the Shemaya had to get here. It must be a Kashbaruch, unfortunately, wants them to be wiped out. And he fell upon them and killed them and, and wiped out this whole community. So that was the sign he took, the fact that he was able that he was supposed to come and be the the one who would be the Isa Hashem Alecha Gemirachi, the one who would lift, would be upon them and ultimately destroy them. Isn't Alexander the Great supposedly nice to the Jews? There are there is definitely stories. Reliezer, that's the famous story, the Medrash. So you look at even the Basar of the Gemara. He has, he has a discussion. He quotes the Hakdamis Habarbanel, Setlas Malachim. He says she takes out the word Mukten. See that on the side? It's a different. It wasn't Alexander the Great. Mukhtin is referring to usually the Great. And he is a Raya, the Kunz of Alexander the Great. Shebetchilas Bayesheni. Alexander the Kaiser, Hayakukhun Shana Achabayas. He says the discrepancy of 150 years between these two Alexanders must be different than Alexander. And it wasn't Alexander the Great. That's what the Barbanel at least maintains. Okay. So he takes out the word actually Mukhtin in the Gemara, which is. I saw others want to say there's two Alexander Muktans, two Alexander the Greats, but which lived in different time periods. Yeah, it doesn't sound like this is the classic Alexander the Great that we usually refer to. I think the says it's uh, Let's see that. Where is that? Oh, yeah. Tachimus, who's that? Who that is? Alexandria? Many Alexandrians who were named after the right the after him. And this and this took this, this court. Yeah. Right, established. So that would be another right. Unless, sure unless ultimately they became named that. But yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Then the Mishnah said they made a ticking godal. They made a great uh, fixing in the in the uh, in the Azara when they built Something which referred to as Tekken Gadol as preparation for the Simchas Beis Shweva. So my Tekken Gadol, what was the Tekken Gadol that the Mishnah refers to? Amr Velazar, Chaisa Shishaninu, Chalaka Chaisa Berishayna, it was smooth originally. The Kifua Gizutra, and they surrounded it with Gizutra, see what that means in a moment. The Skinu Shayunashim Yashavas Milamala, Anashim Milamata. And the established women were on top, and the men were on bottom. So what is this thing, what's this Gizutra? Actually, says, that originally the wall was smooth. It was a smooth wall that was overlooking the, um, the, there was, the, 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 the was over there as Nashim. And then they put Gazutra. Actually, Gazutra is basically just these hooks, basically, uh, that allowed for platforms to be built on top of it. So it was like, sounds like um, the platforms, the wood wasn't around the whole year round, but they had these hooks that were just laid on top of these platforms. 
and then Obesity built a balcony. And the women were on top looking, looking from above, and the men were on bottom, down by the Zanosh, that's where the whole festivities were taking place. And this is called the Tikkun Gadol. Obviously, Tikkun Gadol for the sake of Tznius, and this truth is, this Gemara is a fascinating, this is the source for Mechitza in, in, in Halacha, from this Gemara. Ramesha has many chuvas on, on Mechitzas and the requirement for Mechitza. This is the main source he brings. So much so that certainly the, I mean, you look at olden shuls for sure in, in Europe and they were all balcony shuls, which actually is in many ways the best level type of Mechitza because there's not even the same Rishus, right? This, like, type of Mechitza, which is obviously a kosher Mechitza and, and the place I'm talking about that, but it's, we're still in the same Rishus, and the truth is there's not, not even a, a doorway, a door in between, which makes it really the same Rishus. Shaila is that considered enough? Is that sufficient? Obviously, we hold it is. But a balcony is different Rishus. For, for all halachas, it's different, different property, different place. And that's certainly the best type of Mechitza that exists is, is, is the balcony, which, again, you look in Europe, that was very, very common. Even in places in America, it's common, but I think in, in more modern times, less common. I imagine mostly cost. Right? It's obviously much right? just the structure of it probably makes it more cost expensive. Probably the woman, woman also probably appreciate more being on the same level. I would imagine right? in many places. But again, it's not so uncommon. I know many shuls, even built recently, that have balconies. Just in Dallas a few weeks ago, there's a balcony there, and it's like a sloped seating, so it goes up, and so you can see. So. As far as in halach, as far as the mechitza, any height's fine, and the truth is, technically, you don't even need anything in front of the, of the balcony because once separate shus, and that's really what doesn't even talk here about what was in front. All mechitzas they do have something in, in, in front, different. Some have glass, some have you know smoke glass, some other. But as far as once it's different shus, technically really it's fine to daven in because the so moment. It's in the whole. It's just, it's just a raised, like a raised platform. Yeah, it's like this, just a raised platform. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and, and then the mechitza besides that, right? Yeah, so that's that would be a similar concept that it's a separate rishus. Like once you create a separate rishus. So you're you're not allowed to daven. He's like you're not daven with the Who? If you were the woman oh, so that we... Is it a double standard? No, yeah, no, in other words, you have an issue in this, in this as national also. Right, it's, not, it's not so simple you're part of the Seber. If you can't see anything, I mean, if you can't see anything, that's a bunch of you part of the Seber. Right, so, Ria, which is, means you could see, according to the Rajba, helps, at least by the Evid. You can see the part of the Seber you could see. Right, here it's actually worse because you can't even see because it's, it's one-way glass. So one way you can see, the other way you can't see, which makes it more problematic. It's not so passionate at all that that person's part of the tzibur if if uh, they're in the Ezra Nashim. On, on on some level, seeing is a big is a big ma'ila. So balconies almost always have that, usually both ways, and that makes it. But there's no necessarily a chiyuv for the tzibur, tzibur for women per se. For it's only for men there's a chiyuv to the tzibur. Alter gave a chabura about like outside, like if you had five people outside and five people inside, yeah, yeah. it's going to be because he was saying that's kind of like taxation without representation. That like you can uh, your cottage could be a cottage or whatever, but you can't be called, counted in the name. Exactly, exactly. And there's what ma- if it's two halachas. What makes ten? 
It makes sense. And then what, when you let it respond? You can respond, like we said, even in Alexandria, way, way beyond. Question to, to create the tzibur is, is more complicated. And to be part of the tzibur, it means not just being allowed to respond, but actually consider part of the tzibur for feel with tzibur, which is the main requirement of davening, is even a higher level, is, 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 is a middle level. It's, it's a, in between creating the minion and responding to the minion. I mean, there so were many one. times in the morning that we were five back here and five there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we're Samachan, I mean, we're Samachan Ria. Uh-huh. You know, like, again, the Chatfila, we're better, best in the same room, but the nice Samachan Ria here is a little worse, also, the which makes it a drop worse. Um, but the Samachan Ria, you know, certainly when, when there's, that's, that, you could be, you could say it. What The different, uh, I don't know. Why is that better? So it depends what the pur- purpose of mechitz is for. If the purpose of mechitz is to keep a, a separation, then it's right. Purpose of mechitz love dafka. I mean, if you have a glass mechitz, see through glass, see through glass, right? See through glass. How luckily you allowed a daven like that? Is it Ravishah writes over there that part of the part of the goal is besides just the besides just the separation, also they shouldn't seek distractions. But second issue, distraction is the second issue. Right, which is after the issue of keeping it separate. What makes it The fact that it's not on the same same level. Different different rishus from halachically different rishus, different different place. Just different rishus here means different place. Place are the best way in, in this context. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Right. 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 Makes the different different rishus. Right. 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 And staring at each other. Nicknames look and stare. They're all they're all raised level. Ah, okay. So yeah. So again, you have, you have one aspect of it certainly, but. They're they're basically just they're basically hooks. I mean, they're more than just a hook to to hold up the platform. There's a platform that was put on top of those hooks that basically created the balcony on top. Tadarabonis. And now the Gemara explains the, the sequence of events, how this, how this came to be. Firstly, they actually on the same level. The women were inside, and as was Nashim, and the men were outside. came to And this is, they were staring at the, at the women who were in the, in the Ezra Nashim, and they were all looking at the Ezra Nashim because they were all, that's why all the festivities were taking place, as we said before, that's the juggling, and all the people were there. So they switched it. The women were outside and, and the men were inside. Right, Diana and Brother Kasrach still, they, they would, they, they managed to see, and, and you see here part of it is, is the Kasrach, is the fact that they were seeing, but also they, they came, they were proximity, they came together and they came to a lightheadedness and, and a lack of sneeze, intermingling, etc. So, they finally were Masaka and Shinashim issues with Lamala, totally separate place, and that was going to consider the Best tikkun for this kalos uh, which was taking place. How do they do this? How do they make a change to the base of mikdash? The whole thing has to be b'ksav from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The way it's supposed to be done is built, created, structured, and if there's no precedent and no pasuk which indicates the idea of a separation of separate a separate a whole different thing, how can they do? How can they just build that? They actually found the Pasuk and they dashed in that Pasuk and that's where you get this precedent of this necessity to make a separate Rishus 
the softer is Meshpachis, Meshpachis Levad, Meshpachis based David Levad, and Shem Levad. We'll talk, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but there was a, a Hesped took place, it's referring to Achas Yam, after the coming of Mashiach, and we'll see different stages, we'll see a different Shatim, that there was a Hesped that was made, either for Mashiach or for Yitzhara, we'll see. And the Pasuk clearly refers to over there, they had the men separate, the women separate. They were busy in a hespit, in, in a eulogy, which obviously is not the most happy time. As no Yitzhar at that time. In Yitzhar Shayyabalim, still, men and women separately. Now it's a, a happy, joyous occasion. They should have a separation, and therefore, that, from that possibly they saw a necessity to create something which was distinct and separate, and therefore they. Knew to do that by the thing, so it wasn't a new fangal concept. It was it was precedent for it, at least from this possible concept, and they built this based on a 